I'm Maddie. And I'm Riley. And we are Preoccupied, Preoccupied Gals. Gals. Join us as we step into the fascinating worlds of intriguing conversations with Preoccupied Gals. A podcast where two spirited and slightly silly girls embark on a journey of discovery, laughter, and intrigue. Join us as we venture into unexplored territories, exploring a kaleidoscope of captivating topics that'll make you think, laugh, and ponder the mysteries of life. This is episode one, and we're starting off with Tinder horror stories. So my first story is going to be about this Tinder date I had back in 2019 with this guy named David, or so I thought so at the time. Oh. He was like a really tall guy, and he had like really cute freckles, and he was just like right up my alley. So I feel like <laughs> his personality was very charismatic, and he just like drew me in right away. So we went on about... We went on like five dates or so, and on the last date, he wanted to take me to Azusa Canyon. I didn't think much of it because I've heard of that canyon, and it's really popular for like drifting guides. And so when we were on our way, um, I see like papers scattered all over his car, and I'm like asking him like, what are all these papers? And I look at one, and it like had a description about God, and I was like, what is this for? And he was like, oh, um no he said that anger management oh, that he goes to anger flag. management yes and so i was kind of like concerned about it but i didn't think much of it uh-huh. and so we get to the canyon and at this point it's kind of dark and we're passing back and forth my stizzy pen and out of nowhere it goes missing and that and i was like hey can i have it my went pen? missing it went missing okay and i was like hey can i have a pen i want to take a hit and he's like i don't have it you had it and i was like no you had it you know and so I start freaking out and I started looking for it and it's really hard to see. So I'm like walking around with my flashlight. And oh, then, you guys were outside. Yeah, we oh, were at okay. the canyon. And then I get close to him and he was like, just check your jacket. And I was like, I've already checked my jacket. Like that's the first place you look in, like your clothes mm-hmm. in your pockets. There's nothing. So I check my, my jacket and I have this Disney in one of my pockets. But I what? think he like slipped it when I wasn't looking. And he so, the sneaky one yeah, he did. And he started like gaslighting me and kind of making me feel stupid. And it was like my <gasps> fault. And then I give him this look and like out of nowhere, he just starts putting his hands around my neck and like <gasps> choking me. No. And, yeah. and so I started seeing blurry and like I start started feeling, seeing yeah, blurry and everything was going like it was blurry and I felt dizzy. Uh-huh. And out of nowhere, he just like, let's go. And then he says like, oh, I play too rough with you. <gasps> And I was like, sir, <laughs> like, no, it wasn't even sexy. You're like, okay, you know? daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like being choked, but not like this. <laughs> and so I literally thought this is how I'm going to die. Like, my parent, like, I had flashbacks of, like, my parents seeing news outlets. No. Like, you know, I just, like, I knew I was going to be that person no. in the news. And so I tell this guy, like, hey, I want to go home. But he's the one that drove us there. So I have to, like, play it cool. Uh And then he's like, yeah, that's fine. Like, but before we go, like, I want to take a nap. And I'm like, what? So we go in his car. nap? And he takes a 30-minute nap. But before he falls asleep, like, he tries to put his hand in my pants. (gasps) And I just, like, let it happen because I didn't want to, like, escalate the situation, (gasps) sadly. (laughs) And so that was the last time I ever wanted to see him. So he drops me off at, like, this plaza where I left my car. Like, thank God he never figured where I lived. (gasps) We would always, yeah, we would always meet meet up, like, somewhere, right? 
That and is so, so smart. flash forward to 2020, I decided to hang out with my friend. Let's call her Sarah. And Sarah and I are friends, but we always hang out with our friend Lucy. Like uh-huh. we never hang out one on one, right? And so at the this time that we were gonna hang out, Lucy couldn't make it. And I just decided to message Sarah and tell her, like, hey, like, do you still wanna go grab dinner with me? And she says, yes. And so we go grab dinner and I, I just start making small talk. Mm-hmm. And I ask her about her love life. And she tells me that she's been on a date with this guy named Daniel. Okay. So I tell her, like, oh, like, show me pictures, girl, you know? Uh-huh. And she pulls up his Tinder profile and it's David, no. the guy that had choked me. No. So she tells me that um, they went on a date. Same thing kind of happened to her at the end. Like, he wants to fall asleep in his car and he put his hand down her pants. The thing is that she said that there was a gun on the side of the door. No. Yeah. Yeah. She no. didn't think much of it at the time. But then after I told her, she was like, oh, my God. Like, she started freaking out. So Sarah calls him right there and then. No. And she tells him, like, hey, I know who you are. Like, I know that you're faking, like, your your identity. Like, uh-huh. I don't know what you think is. So while you guys are hanging out, she calls him. She calls she him. She calls yeah. him. Yeah. I call Lucy and I'm like, hey, guess who? Like Sarah's talking to, because Lucy knew uh-huh. about this guy that I went on a date with, mm-hmm. and she like starts telling her like, Sarah, you need to be careful. Like that guy is crazy. Uh-huh. Like I know. Like I was there. Like really told me everything, you know. Uh-huh. And so yeah, like he basically starts cussing her out and telling her like all this stuff, saying that her friends are jealous of her, that it didn't work out with him, and we're trying to like ruin the relationship. And he's like telling her like, I love you. <gasps> She's like, dude, we've only gone on a date one time. No. Like how do you love me? yeah and so that's the end of my tinder story no way <laughs> that's yeah. a traumatic experience it is. yeah you've never experienced anything like that right no never. that's good <laughs> that's crazy yeah story, dude yeah so um i thought it would be cool to read someone else's tinder horror story from reddit okay this one's pretty interesting um the username is oh it's deleted i can't see it but basically it's um Dude, it's this the girl. same person it's another d name <laughs> imagine <laughs> oh my god or a j name it's always like someone's with the j the j's yeah yeah so this girl met some guy from like tinder and they had gone on two dates uh-huh. so for their second date she goes to his apartment red flag don't do that and he serves her a drink so this girl had been roofied before so when she drank that drink, she started feeling the same symptoms and she just played it off. She, with all her energy that she could, she acted normal. She's like, hey, can I use your restroom? He's like, yeah, it's like right there. So she locks herself in, calls 911. And um, by the time she realizes, she's like passed out and getting carried out by no. the police. So the police covered her head with a plastic bag and she didn't know why that happened. Like that was really weird to her. Uh-huh. So like the next day she gets called to go and do like an interrogation. And she, like, asked the police, like, hey, did you guys put, a, like, a plastic bag over my head? Like, uh-huh. that was really weird. They're like, yeah, like, we did that because we thought it would be really traumatic for you to see what he had set up in the <gasps> living room. No. So, till this day, she doesn't know what was in the living room. No But way. she's, like, warning people to, like, be careful about that, you know? <gasps> yeah, and, like, comments were saying, like, oh, this is a good story because I wouldn't have thought about that. Like, you know... Now you kind of know what to do if that happens. You know, That's play it crazy. off and just try to get to the safe spot. That just got me thinking, like, 
with like mental health issues and stuff like have you heard of rosemary kennedy i haven't so rosemary kennedy she's jfk's older sister Mm -hmm. and it's really sad because she had like a difficult birth so she had like oxygen deprivation Mm -hmm. when she was being born and because of that she started having like developmental issues yeah her development as an infant and toddler were stunted so she had difficult time like passing kindergarten Mm -hmm. like i think she failed kindergarten twice oh my god that's hard i know imagine being a little kid and feeling i know and then that would make her like how old like six in kindergarten six seven yeah dude Dude, that's crazy i know well because of that they had to send her to a private school Mm -hmm. and the kennedy family they like never addressed the issue yeah i I didn't even know her yeah it wasn't addressed um because they didn't want to ruin the rep- their reputation. Mm-hmm. But, like, as she grew older, she became more rebellious and had moon swings. And she would sometimes be violent, which I think is pretty normal, considering yeah. what she went through as Yeah, a like, kid. you're being hidden. and She's being hidden. She, like... The standards that their family had. Exactly. So, I think that her outbursts were justified. Yeah. For sure. And sometimes it's because you can't communicate how you feel yeah absolutely and she was alone and nobody was there with her yeah so when rosemary was 23 her her father was worried that about like the potential public embarrassment Mm -hmm. from that situation um that rosemary could cause so he actually started looking into lobotomy oh my god yeah can you explain what a lobotomy is so uh, so basically um it was invented by a guy Walter Freeman. He made lobotomies famous. Um, he used this method with a, they would call it an ice pick. Mm-hmm. So basically, an instrument is inserted through the eye sockets to cut the brain connection. With It literally looked like an ice pick. Oh, heck no. Well, are they like awake during that procedure? Or do they do anything yes, to like. They could be awake. <gasps> yeah, and they, they could provide anesthesia too yeah. for it. But most of the times it was awake, and a lot of these people who had lobotomies, they did it against their will. Oh like it was usually like their parents or their husbands mm-hmm. who would get them to do this. Um, so they were mainly used for various mental disorders, but they were controversial. Some patients felt better, like temporarily, but others had permanent brain damage or emotional issues. I could see that happening. Yeah, so the lobotomy was supposed to reduce tension or agitation, but also, but many showed other effects, such as apathy, p- passivity. Passivity? What's that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> passivity, lack of initiative, poor ability to concentrate, and generally decrease depth and intensity of their emotional response to life. Some people would be described as, like, zombies. Oh, heck no. It kind of reminds me of, like, when people go on medication and then there's all these yeah. cons to it. And yeah. it'll be, like, even death. And yeah. you're like, girl, why are you even taking this, uh-huh. you know? That's crazy. Yeah, so this was kind of like that. Like, it was a procedure that would be done, but it was more physical mm-hmm. than, like, a pill. Yeah. It, the chemicals that alter mm-hmm. your brain chemistry but this was a physical thing that could be permanent sometimes mm-hmm. there had been cases of people who did recover from yeah. lobotomies and i and it did work for some people 
but there was a lot of people who died from lobotomy oh my God, that's and so sad. Um, so when I would do like ABA therapy, mm-hmm. they would tell us that back in the day, like autistic people were looked at just like crazy, you know, yeah. and instead of like having therapies like they do now, like they were tortured, basically, like, yeah. you know, like the electric shock and everything. It's like it wasn't helping them at all. So I feel like that's kind of similar. Like, it's just a form of torture in a way. For sure. And like, it's really sad because like asylums back in the day, they were really it was the conditions there were horrible yeah like the nurses they didn't treat the patients well the doctors would do like they wouldn't even they would do like experiments on Mm -hmm. them like especially like twins and stuff that makes me kind of like think like are we doing something wrong currently that we could be doing better right so true right like down the line of years we're gonna look back and be like wow that was so wrong yeah for sure Mm -hmm. i think about that with like everything like the food industry yes. like um like vegan options of mm-hmm. food like yeah. right now it's good for us mm-hmm. but i think of what down the line what research will find out and yeah stuff. it's scary i do think of that too you know how like synthetic meat came out and i'm like what if it's just a form of like what vegans eat you yeah. know it's all fake yeah i know I feel like it's kind of similar mm-hmm. so with rosemary when she got her lobotomy um, there was actually only 80 lobotomies done in the United States. Wow. It was right at the beginning of it. And after considering the risk and benefits of the procedure, without his wife, of course. It's always a dad's. He decided to have Rosemary lobotomized. So she had a frontal lobotomy, which was performed by Walter Freeman. He's the guy who basically made lobotomies famous yeah. in the United States. Um Rosemary came out of the procedure with, like, the mental capacity of a two-year-old. Yeah. Wait, so she ended up going backwards? Backwards. Oh, my God. Yeah, it messed her up. So after that, they sent her to an institution to live out her life. Mm -hmm. So they, like, ruined this girl's life and then just, oh, they call it quits? Yeah, basically. Did American Horror Story have, like, a little clip of this? Right. They did have some. Sounds familiar. Yeah, some of in there. And then, so she eventually learned to walk with a cane, but she was never able to speak clearly. Was she able to speak clearly, like, at first? Before, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, it's really sad because her father never visited her. And then her mother visited her after 20 years. Oh, my God. They, like, abandoned they her. They did. Yeah. And then I was reading, too, that I guess, like, her family didn't know where she was at until her father died. Or he had a seizure. Mm-hmm or a stroke or something and after that that's when it was like revealed where she was at and like the family was able to see and then do you know like how she passed or how old she was when she passed she lived she pretty much lived like her whole life oh my god yeah so she was able to live a full life but it wasn't a good life because (gasps) she had a mental capacity of a two-year-old yeah but her lobotomy did not become public knowledge until 1987. wow that's crazy poor girl yes. i hope she had someone in there that at least cared for her a little bit you know i know that's true it's really sad but like there's like lobotomy references in media like have you seen the movie sucker punch i think so so in the main character her name is baby doll she like gets a lobotomy at the mm-hmm. end of the movie because the whole movie they're like in an asylum yeah and they're just fantasizing about escaping the asylum. Oh my god. So the whole movie, it's like an action movie of mm-hmm. them like going through different scenes and scenarios. 
to escape something mm-hmm. and it's because they're trying to escape the asylum and then at the end they'd never make it out and then oh, no. she gets a lobotomy at the end <gasps> that made me so sad yeah and then there's also a netflix series called ratcheted mm-hmm. did you watch that Ratched? no Ratched? Yeah. uh it's about an asylum nurse too and she like performs lobotomies on people and stuff oh my god that's crazy mm-hmm. when did lobotomies end uh like the 1950s yeah the late 1950s that's crazy that's not even that long ago if you think about it yeah i mean they were only really performed for like 20 years okay it was yeah. a 20 year period but um there was fifty thousand, like about fifty thousand lobotomies Fifty. Thousand. Yeah, wow. and around sixty-four percent of them were like successful. I guess mm-hmm. like there's stories of people who actually came back after lobotomy, and they did feel better. Like their symptoms were, you know, a lot better than they were before. Yeah. But it's just like the dark outweighs the good in this yeah. situation. Yeah, like why do people think they have that power to do that to someone? You know, right. because it was in- involuntarily. So. I feel like that's so messed up. Yeah, for <laughs> that's sure. crazy. I know. Talking about mental health <laughs> and lobotomies and lobotomies and mental health disorders. Um, I feel like a good example would be the band members of the band Mayhem. Yeah. Just the what would they play like? Norwegian black, black metal. Yes, Norwegian black metal. Yeah. And um, so I want to talk about psychological issues within the band members Mm -hmm. i think they all had issues like we've talked about before but we could definitely see severe symptoms of depression in the lead singer's um character or well persona dead yeah which was his stage name he would do some bizarre things on stage he would like cut himself and like he would bleed all off the stage and then he would also do that to like his other bandmates and he his had, other bandmates yeah that's what it said like wow. he would cut himself but also others i don't know if others is his bandmates what? i'm assuming it's his bandmates um and he had a weird obsession with death yeah um he would lay down with like corpse of animals i think specifically with like birds and then he had a thing for the cats he would like torture cats and stuff oh no that's a sign that's an early sign yes i feel like if you're killing animals like you're definitely not okay and they definitely think it has to do with him being bullied so hard while he was um a child i am he actually had a near-death experience or actually died for a couple of minutes and Mm -hmm. then after that he was obsessed with death um and then his bandmate I can't pronounce his name. Euronymous. Euronymous. <laughs> he was also somewhat fascinated with death, but he shows more like narcissistic characteristics. Um, he used the death of his bandmate as a way to basically promote his own agenda. Um, he created his own record label. And wait, so the death of his bandmate you go a little more details into that yeah so basically early on the bandmate dead he commits suicide right he cuts his um wrist and slits his throat before shooting himself oh my and gosh he his bandmate um what's his name Euronymous. <laughs> i can't remember his freaking name Euronymous. <laughs> he's the one that finds the body uh-huh and basically instead of like 
Well, I think he did call, but then he did like basically thought of this idea where he can go to a local store and buy a digital camera or I mean a camera Mm -hmm. and take a picture of Dead's dead body. (gasps) Um, And then he calls 911, but he basically uses that picture as his album um, cover. Album cover? Yes. And he takes pieces of his skull. This is allegedly, but bandmates have confirmed that it was true. Oh, no way. Um, and then he made necklaces out of <gasps> his bandmates' skull. Do you think they were haunted? <laughs> I feel like maybe. Like, they do say that they wanted a piece of him. Uh-huh. And they would, like, wear it all the time. What? Imagine getting, like, a necklace like that. Like, hey. <laughs> Join my band. I feel like now it'd be kind of cool. Like I'd be honored. <laughs> I'd be honored. Oh my god! Thank you. Wow, but like freshly, so... like a freshly school. Yeah, literally, it was like and someone you know, like yeah. That, so I guess one of intense. their bandmates ended up leaving because he thought that was like so wrong, and they described him killing himself as something cool. Oh. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I feel like that, but it's kind of the same thing like walking around carrying ashes. That's true. That's true. Like your loved people ones just ashes. do weird stuff. Your loved ones' ashes. I know, like, people put like ashes in like jewelry now. Uh-huh. So it's, I guess, like, it's to honor him. Uh-huh. And then, um, yeah, so one of his bandmates ended up leaving. And then Hieronymus basically is a narcissist in a way because he like just felt so entitled and he considered himself like the leader of this band and he kind of was inspired by dead and they were all inspired by him in a way Mm -hmm. because they would all act in a weird way like him (laughs) he's a narcissist that's crazy he see they need a lobotomy they need a lobotomy (laughs) like let's send them Dude, dude, I wonder if there's any, like, modern-day lobotomy. Yeah, or, like, modern-day, like, dead, or, like, these guys, you know? yeah. Crazy, but I feel like their behavior definitely set a stereotype towards, um, like, a negative stereotype towards black metal music. Uh Uh-huh. And, um, yeah. There was also this other guy, what was his name? Varg. 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 Do you want to talk about Varg? Well, I mean, yeah. So I know that Varg entered after Dead's death. Yeah. And they made a new band, Burzum. Mm-hmm. And after Burzum was started, Varg and Euronymous kind of started competing against each other. And like they would burn down churches. That's insane. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know. And then Euronymous. Varg ended up killing your animals. How? How did he kill him? He stabbed him. Yeah, he stabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> he stabbed him because he was a crazy ass. But Varg was, um, I don't know. He he seemed like he would do these behaviors as a form of validation. He really cared what his bandmates thought of him. Yeah, and when they gave him like this positive reaction when he first burnt down the first church. I feel like he knew, like, okay, like, if I keep doing this crazy shit, like, my bandmates are going to idolize me and I'm going to become, like, the new leader, you know? I feel like that's why they had, like, such competition. But you know what's crazy? Like, it's kind of, okay, this is, like, 
taking a whole another turn, but it kind of reminds me of like chasing your passion and your dreams to become big. <laughs> yeah. And like I feel like he did that. Like he chased what he wanted to do and it actually he did worked it. for him. Yeah. Definitely. That's what I want to do. Like I want to chase my dreams and passions and so you're gonna start burning down churches yeah. and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll burn down a few churches. <laughs> I mean I don't really believe in like organized religion. Like, yeah. Like, it's like whatever someone believes in individually yeah but also i think like cat like catholicism and like christianity like those religions i feel like they're very corrupt they are yeah and, and I, they're very old so yeah. it's like i feel like their ideology needs to be more modernized For in sure. a way um actually i've been hearing a theory of um like jesus mm-hmm. basically um like spiritual people believe that jesus he is exactly how they like describe him like mm-hmm. he is this amazing person who was like sharing love and he the way he was living his life was he was showing you like look if you are like me you could be like me yeah but people didn't people took that the wrong way mm-hmm. they started following him instead of being like him exactly and so Jesus was trying to show us that we could all be Jesus. Like him. Yeah. We could all be God. We yeah. could all be how he is. Mm-hmm. But well, people and, and took the, it the wrong yeah. way. And that's how the religion started. Yeah. I mean, in the Bible, it says, like, we're the closest to the image of him. You know, yeah. like, we are human. And in a way, he was human, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So we just need to start being like jesus i think they call it like an ascended master mm-hmm. that's what it's called they're called ascended masters mm-hmm. and it's like people who really embodied like god mm-hmm. and that's through love mm-hmm. like that makes sense being really high in your vibrations and just having love for mm-hmm. everything and anyone like no matter what type of person you are yeah always having unconditional love I feel like that's what I stand for, too, you know? Like, I feel like that's my belief. Like, if you're being a nice person, if you're giving love, like, mm-hmm. you can't be doing wrong, you know? You don't have to sell your freaking soul to, like, a religion. Like, just yeah. be doing the right thing. I feel like that's what he would have wanted, you know? Yeah, and a lot of people hide, too. Like, a lot of people hide their bad under a cloak of, like, their religion yeah it'd be like the most judgmental people like (laughs) claiming that they're like in church at church every sunday you know or like people who are really like for example people go to like prison after doing really bad things Mm -hmm. and then they like convert yeah because they need something to like forgive them Mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy it's not bad like going to church i'm not saying that but yeah (laughs) we get canceled on our first episode I mean, you know, everyone has their own beliefs, and I respect that. Yeah, same. I respect if you want to go to church. If you don't want to go to church, I'll respect you no matter what, as long as you have a good heart. Exactly. And a good message. Amen, sister. Amen. (laughs) Does this conclude the end of our first episode? I think it does. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone, to listen. Thank you for listening to our our stories. Please rate and subscribe. Review our podcast. (laughs) 
and share it with your friends and family yeah. and whoever you think would like it because that's how we grow exactly and we are the preoccupied, preoccupied girls, girls. <laughs>